0: Podcast is part of the Sports
1: Social Podcast Network. So when we we're in Spain for testing, I saw a magician. And he said, Nate, I'm gonna disappear on the count of three. And he said, Uno, dos, and then poof, he disappeared without a trace.
2: <laughs> wow, that that must be the biggest laugh we've ever had for Medders. I just but didn't Metis, see it coming. I, I, it I thought a for a
1: second there was a zero out of ten because I was no. like, neither of you laughed. It's like it's like I'm in a different time zone to you guys. Like I thought, I thought that I thought it just hadn't gone down well, or, I, or I was on mute or something.
0: <laughs> I just just didn't see it. You know, like I quite often say, like oh, I can see where the punchline is going, or it's a bit like groan. But that, yeah, you, you caught me off guard, mate. Well, that's in high praise way. indeed. Is.
2: Just, just not that it's going to skew skew my rating, but was it a good? good court of guard yeah
0: it was a good it was yeah wow yeah, I must admit I mean that's rare. so you that's... don't have to like it come on there's times where I've not liked stuff and you've rated it highly um so you know we I don't have um, to always be friends here
2: I enjoyed the relevancy of you know Barcelona testing potentially Nate is this an original
1: it's not an ori- I heard it from somewhere a long time ago <laughs> so, so it's, it's not <laughs> an original <laughs> 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 oh I'd, I'd like to claim that it's at least originally told because I made it about testing. So yeah, okay, okay. that version of it, you could you can't hear anywhere else but on this podcast. Okay. Um Which is literally like two words different, <laughs> but still different.
2: Okay. Nate, it's a five.
1: Oh. I thought you laughed more than a five.
2: I just didn't I just didn't like
1: it that way. Okay wordplay wordplay is not the way to go <laughs> make make a note of that in my big book of, i suppose
2: Yope. just in my tres head tress and trace uno dos tres no i know yeah, no. maybe i <laughs> said
1: it wrong maybe i said it wrong
0: you did I say did. trace very clearly rather yeah. than tress, which might just have worked without but that's it that's that's the goal well, that you run with live delivery mate
1: that is true that is the, the the risks we run in this business sorry to any spanish speakers if you didn't get that also Probably my fault.
2: Welcome to the Padhawk, a podcast featuring stories following Formula one around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, F1 correspondent and presenter.
0: I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer.
2: And I'm
1: Nate Saunders from ESPN
0: and that was multiple takes that i have not left in the edit for everyone <laughs> but just so you know barretto called it the padcock which um <laughs> does lead me onto the memory that mclaren have an only fan sponsored car in british gt i think oh, yeah they year. do um which looks incredible that's hilarious
1: which let's be honest a lot of mclaren fans are gonna be pretty excited about that because mclaren have some rather strange fans <laughs> so, so they'll be they'll be downloading whatever that that app is. Sorry, McLaren fans, but come on! I've seen you on Twitter. I'm calling them out. The amount of merch they all buy is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm 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 sick of it. I'm taking a stand.
2: I mean, if they like their merch, Nate,
1: Nate, Nate, Nate takes they, on McLaren. I, to be fair, merch. McLaren themselves I like. They gave me a nice Lego car the other day. That was fun. <laughs> so you uh, like McLaren merch? Is what you're I saying? I've bought any though? <laughs> have I? So.
2: I haven't made my cause... Lego car yet either.
0: No, I haven't <clears> <on>
1: yet.
2: <laughs> Thanks to McLaren, I did, but I sure. I will get to it. I will get to it. <clears throat>
0: Same to when when we're done slugging off your fans, apparently.
1: <laughs> Not all of them. Just a you know a segment of. Uh, um, okay. Anyway, sorry, but Meadows, you probably led me down that path. Carry on with your only fans <laughs> yeah, <so I'm, laughs> chat. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and and then Baratto forgot his job title for the second attempt. So essentially, <laughs> this is you guys will get i don't know 35 40 minutes of podcasting it will have been about six hours worth of recording <laughs> to get there yeah so um you know, just well, that's be actually thankful quite for efficient for me that's true quite that
2: efficient for me yeah
0: true that pretty good um well on that though about how efficient you are bretto i'm not sure There's, so we've got three reviews today settle in everyone uh two of them are quite short and i'm going to start with the Actually, you know, what? I'm going to get to the most negative last. Let's wow. start with a, a a big question from Josh Boskill here in the UK, who asks, "Where's the Danny Rick book, Nate?" Uh, in, and he says, he, "Well, he says, love the pod, guys, nice and chilled, providing an insight into the sport we all love." Onto the more pressing matter, Nate, where can I get your book on Ricardo? Been trying to find it for ages.
1: Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, unfortunately, it's really difficult to find. They stopped selling it during the pandemic um because i think they were using it it was basically it had healing powers as well so people were opening it up and it was acting like a mask it was that <laughs> it was it was that <laughs> it was that good and we put that i put that in i demanded that was in in 2018 because i'm just i had the foresight you know to think maybe the world will need it one day uh, no uh, joking aside um it's very difficult to to get hold of but uh, hardy grant have said they're going to hopefully be releasing some new ones at the end of the year um so yeah i'll i will be tweeting incessantly about that if they do come out um but there are a few that people seem to sell on ebay and amazon after they've read them cover to cover and enjoyed them thoroughly so um, (laughs) yeah but but sadly it is difficult to get hands on long to to give a long answer to a very short question
0: well i yeah take brett and i's laughter as you will Uh, Um, I, I, i will uh the next one comes from biting tim in the usa which is an interesting Biting tim yeah interesting apple podcast name but you know mm. hi tim or biting uh which is the review title is they're virtual f1 friends i don't have in the u.s um, aw. uh oh it says the host of guys i wish i ran into at the bar but as an american f1 fan i seldom come across people in my daily life who share the f1 fanaticism bug i think there's more now tim they're coming they're yeah coming. go looking for. are
1: yeah, um, go into, go when you my... go into the bar next, just go meow, <laughs> and see how many fans look and be like, wait a minute, that sounds yeah, like an exactly. F1 car. That's how I make all my friends. Um,
0: uh, also says, they aren't taking the podcast of themselves too seriously. Glad you noticed. Uh, they just chat about their lives in F1 and provide some new info and insights sometimes. If you, need, uh, if you just need a little unpretentious take on F1 Talk, there are worse opinions than these three. That is... Genuinely what we've aimed for. I'm going to take that as
2: a compliment. Yeah, I think that's good. It's a
0: five-star review, so I'm taking that. Yeah, thank Thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. And Josh's was a five-star review, even though he just wants to bribe Nate for a copy of the book. But finally, we move on to the four-star review. Uh Uh-oh. And it's from...
1: Four out of four, though, right?
0: It's four out of five. Uh, It's titled Very Entertaining. It's from 864FGN in the UK. And they say, "I like love this podcast. Been here since like the beginning. My only issue, like one of the presenters, can't stop saying like, like. Once you notice, you can't block it out. Now, I'm gonna I think I know who that is.
1: Second.
0: Is that me? Do you think? Is I think it might be uberetto
1: I think it's me because I noticed oh. this. I listened to a little bit the other day just because I like listening to my own voice and um." I did say like, and you know, a few times, I was like, <laughs> I was like see, I was like, Hell. who's this Ooh. guy saying like, so apologies if anyone else has noticed that. We'll, um, we'll all self-censor. Will... Yeah. Maybe we should beep. Let's beep my likes out.
2: I mean, that's beep a little beep. bit of extra editing work that Medis needs. No, no. no yeah, let's let's looking it. forward to that. <laughs> not busy today at all. It's fine.
1: Like, 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 might not be me, though. So if it, it wasn't is today, me, It's definitely you today. It is for me, yeah. <laughs> Who, who, who sent that review? Can they please confirm or deny whether it's me? And if it is me, I'm sorry. If it's not me, then I'm not sorry because I've taken the flack for one of these two guys. It's 864FGN.
0: I mean, it could be any of the three of us. So we will all be ultra careful for the rest of this episode not to say that word. I'm not even going to mention it now. Except for there is some news that we all like. Hey!
2: Boom!
0: I think we all like it, don't we? Yeah, we do. I like it like a lot.
2: It's great. I double news. like,
0: as as Nate will now sing. What is the news we're talking about, Nate?
1: I was not informed that I'd be singing, and I have actually forgotten how this tune properly <sighs> goes. So, <laughs>
0: return of the <laughs> Mag <Mag-son!
1: laughs> That's my own take on it. Uh, I love K Mag. Uh, he's going to be up there with Gasly for me for just wow. Knowing.
2: I did yep. not know he was that I... high.
1: Mate, I I love the guy. I think he's great. Good racing driver. Nice guy to talk to. Oh shit! Do I have to Danish.
0: print more mugs?
1: <laughs> well, it doesn't quite go, does it, Magnuson? Love Magnuson. Like, don't think that fits. But we'll K-Mag, come with that no one.
2: K Mag. That sounds better.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's quite good. But no, I'm 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 buzzing that he's back. I think this is some of the best news F1's had since about last week when we realised Ferrari are going to win the championship. <laughs>
0: Uh, (laughs) or or, or a few days later when alfa romeo unveiled their new favorite livery of
1: yours yes the one that looks like a toaster um as the last episode was called no i think this is great um and i actually read a very well informed article about this a very insightful piece of journalism uh it was about six days ago yeah i went onto a little known website bear with me here make sure you get a pen and paper write this down (laughs) espn.com forward slash that's the that's the that's the sort, sort of slanted straight line f1 which is the sport we're talking about and a journalist called nate saunders put him in candidates <laughs> in the running for a Hass seat at third uh, i'm just going to read a little segment if that's all right just because it's aged beautifully i won't even read the whole thing um la, 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 where is here he is beautiful font as well while racing in sports cars he's often talked about how much he's relished having the opportunity to arrive at a racing paddock with a car capable of winning so the prospect of returning to a team which could well be at the tail end of the F1 grid again might not appeal to him. That said, it's still Formula One and Magnussen might not get another opportunity to force his way back into a race seat at the pinnacle of motorsport. Despite his famous outburst he provoked from Haas team principal Gunther Steiner in the Netflix series Drive to Survive, Magnussen left the team on good terms and would be a natural fit back in a familiar environment.
0: Now,
2: are you, are you, hang That's on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Are you applauding yourself? No.
1: I am. Oh.
0: Well, just to follow up on that, because there's some very interesting points you made there, mainly that you had him at number three. So, Nate, talking of yeah. ageing beautifully, who did you have at number one and two?
1: Well, I had the two most obvious candidates. One was uh, Pietro Fittipaldi, who will be driving still this week, and Antonio Giovinazzi, who everyone thought would get a look in, but didn't.
2: And there were two others so... as well you mentioned, wasn't there? So, so what yeah, you there's... did was you threw all of the mud at the wall and hoped some would stick.
1: Yeah, and the middle bit it. stuck. The middle bit the stuck. Middle. The the, the Magnuson shaped mud stuck yeah. to the wall. The bit that was shaped like Oscar Piastri slid down the wall, disappointingly. And the Hulkenberg the Hulkenberg bit just missed completely. Didn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It was not there. Um, but you know, three out of no one uh, one out of five, a fifth, a fifth correct. Uh, I'll take it.
0: Twenty percent facts this week. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah the
1: fact the fact amount has gone down. Um, but I was- no. I, I, I will be I will be bragging about this for at least another three days and then I'll forget about it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll admit, I did not put him in the running because I thought moving so quickly they were going to need someone who was more available. And I thought, so Pietro, yeah, like you said, we'll get to do some testing. I thought there was a chance he'd even start the season while they tried to organize a replacement driver. I thought uh, Piastri would be actually a good candidate. I thought Alpine would be Banging on the door at Haas and being like, "Look, for a season, he'd be a really good fit, good experience." Um, and Giovinazzi, like you said, with the Ferrari links, I kind of had those three. And I have an article that has not aged beautifully, uh, not even, not even slightly. In fact, I'm going to do what Nate's just done um, and go to a little know. website called uh, racer.com, Racer dot com. That's R A C E R dot com, and I'm going to find. Uh, yes, this this article from a month ago, 7th of February. I've actually by, found it, Meadows. It says, Kevin Magnussen has Medlin. no chance of ever making <laughs> Formula 1
1: ever again. And if he does, I will eat my hat. Not quite that, I but I'm this, this, reading is, it. this is
0: genuinely for you to uh, make your minds up on what this means cryptically, because the headline is, Magnussen rules out returning to F1's midfield. Uh, and he says he would turn down the offer of a return to Formula 1 for anything other than a race-winning team. And I quote directly, the rest of my career will be only racing with a hope of winning. Whatever I do, I'm not going to go <clears> into anything <throat> if I know I can't win. Never again. Wow, so I said, sweet. well, does that mean you wouldn't come back to F1 for a midfield drive? And he's like, no, I've been there, done that.
2: Hang on, when was this?
0: A month ago. Daytona thinking. time.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to, I'm digging him out. I'm digging him out. I like the guy, but I'm digging him out because yeah. hang he's on. done exactly what we all would do. Or Haas are going to win. It's one Yeah, the
2: well, Haas could be this, race winners. Yeah, exactly. But this
1: this rule change, I feel like this is a fun time to come back. Like, even sure. if Haas are near the back, the cars should be in a position where they're all going to be aggressively developing them. Like, Haas aren't going to ru- rule this uh, right this year off from the first race like they did no. last year. <clears throat> and we didn't see much of them at testing, but they do seem pretty confident about that car. Like, they mm. seem like they... F- I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, that they think they're going to do a brawn or anything like that, but there's not the doom and gloom around the team like you've seen for a few other years, especially like the last year Magnussen was there when it was just kind of, it wasn't that competitive. So I think, I think he'd be quite excited to come back, especially as his last memory of F1 would have been a pretty uncompetitive car and season. Mm -hmm. And hopefully he's coming back in, you know, they can race a bit closer. And Magnussen's really great at that. I think that's one thing that, that, um gene house has always liked about him a lot is that he's kind of he's a bit of a hard racer which is you know has always set him in good stead um and in these cars that could be a really big asset you know especially if they're in the midfield and they're fighting for positions so um yeah i love it and i heard that he was one of the first people they called but i'm not sure how optimistic they were about um you know his availability because of those things he'd said previously um but like Lawrence said it's a really sensible fit i think
2: I think when he left, um, he had unfinished business. I remember him being quite down about the fact that he was leaving in the manner that he wished. Obviously, the team decided they wanted to go for rookie drivers, drivers that brought financial um, support, and he obviously didn't quite fit into that category. So I think that he felt that he didn't really get a fair shot at it. So I think it's great that he can go back to a team where we saw he excelled. Like, he didn't really settle at McLaren or Renault, but he seemed to settle in really well at Haas. So they're the perfect team, I think, for him um to try and get the best out of him and he's going back when they really want him and they really need him so he's managed to get a multi-year deal out of it so really for him it's a no-brainer
0: yeah I mean it means leaving the Peugeot deal but I think that's also an unknown isn't it you don't know if you're going to be winning Mm. races in that being a brand new category in sports cars and I think like you said it's partly as well like to give him a bit of or cut him a bit of slack this isn't A known quantity in terms of where the team will be but it's also a team that is in need right now they've come to him and been like look yeah we've got a situation we've got a problem we need to try and resolve it and we think you're the best guy to do it and he's kind of helping out friends in a sense you know this is a a team that he felt a real affinity with um, as you say Lawrence that he was really comfortable within and and found a home at so I think based on all that it really fits a lot better for him I I don't know in terms of sponsorship actually what tie-up there could be but the team clearly have they've prioritized what they think is best for them, not just financially, but in terms of what's going to get us the best results. And like you said, a multi-year deal is because obviously Mick isn't their driver. He's a Ferrari driver. So Mm -hmm. one, it's gonna be a good benchmark for Mick, really good benchmark. Um but and I think with where they're at in their careers, I think they are a pairing that should work well together. Mm -hmm. But two, that also means they've got some stability moving forward. If if Mick does move to another team or Ferrari wanna ever put him in the Ferrari car that That, you know, if they'd just got in a, the downside of someone like Piastri, who I was saying might have been in in the mix, would be that's probably for one year as well until Alpine won him. And suddenly you're left with no drivers, no continuity, Where you know, however good you've been. uh, And that's, you know, uh, a bit of a challenge and you don't have that stability that you need. So, uh, yeah, it's been, I think it's a smart move all around, actually. And it's, it is good to see him back to, like Nate says, to be able to maybe just be a bit more competitive than he was when he was last racing in F1.
1: Yeah, I've always really rated him. I think he's a. I think he's really good. At, he he to me is a bit like Carlos Sainz in the sen- in the sense that obviously Sainz now has had that chance of Ferrari, but Magnussen had that first race where he got the podium his, on his debut, McLaren. Mm-hmm. And obviously then he kind of joined McLaren at the worst time you could have joined them. Really, you know, 2014 that was the start of that kind of decline that we saw. That took took a few years. Obviously, the year before the Honda deal, but he then kind of just bounced around the midfield. And I always I always felt like there was real. You know, signs of him being really talented but just didn't have the funding to maybe get a bit better seat or get a better opportunity and it's quite nice that I mean you mentioned it you're not sure about the funding but he lost this seat because obviously Magnussen came in the same time Schumacher did that's why Grosjean and Magnussen left and it's quite nice now that Haas have had to almost do a U-turn on a decision that was financially motivated to go back to a racing like a real racing driver who kind of hasn't really had that lucky break that maybe he I mean, he's had a lucky break, like he's been in and out of Formula One, but he's not had like, in my opinion, he's not had maybe the breaks that he might have such like like Perez had a great break, for example, with Red Bull, like Magnussen's not had a break like that, a moment in his career where you're like, yeah, this is like, if the, if he doesn't make this work, then he doesn't deserve to be in F1. I don't feel like he's had that yet. So I'm not saying this necessarily will be, but you know, he's he's 30 this year. So he's still a relatively young driver compared to what, like, young drivers were, like, five, ten years ago. Obviously, he'll be one of the oldest guys on the grid this season. But at 30, like, you could still have, you could still, you know, have five five years left in him, for, you know, even, even longer maybe. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very cool. And um, I think he can go back and do WEC as well. Like, you know, WEC's not going, the, the Peugeot stuff's not going to go anywhere. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I like, I feel like, if you're choosing between two things, you, you you pick the better option, don't you? And F1's always going to be the better option. As long as you're not going back to like a team you know is going to be last every week. Um, so I'd have done the same thing. They actually called me after and they said, look, Kevin's taken the job. But otherwise it would have been you, Nate. And I was like, that's hmm. understandable. No worries. Was that no worries. after
0: they saw your We Nate as One banner across the track at Bahrain? <laughs> they thought that was for testing. <laughs> yes, uh,
1: yes. A fan, I can't remember the fan's name, but sent us why, a... How,
0: why not? I
1: thought you were... I thought you were collating all these Twitter replies, Nate. I, I collated the the, the, the uh, Boot Medland ones, and I forgot to... I thought to, it was um, on the Boot Medland. I, I would admit, I thought it was on the Boot Medland. It might be. It might well have been, but I did not see it. No, it was. It was, sorry. And um, I have to give a shout-out just randomly now to Edgar Lazada, uh, who also suggested that without Medland, we'd call this podcast Gasly Babes or Gasly Hoes. Um, <laughs> but they made, they photoshopped the banner over the Bahrain international circuit as we Nate as one, and um I love it it's gonna be my Twitter handle soon Twitter handle Twitter header uh Same. I was a big fan so so yeah very very cool um sorry I was, was a complete random was well tangent done.
0: yeah I couldn't help myself but um you mentioned no 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 um,
1: yeah yeah but completely fair um do you think that Schumacher will beat Magnussen over the course of the year or do you think Magnussen will beat Schumacher
2: oh good question
1: so I think this is, this will be a really interesting test for, for for Haas. it'll be the first chance we really get to see how good Schumacher is. Because I feel like for Haas, this will be one good thing is that they know how good Magnussen is. Like they've they've measured him against Grosjean, they've had him in the team. They know you know what to expect from him. And I always got the impression that it was always Grosjean was the more frustrating one from a performance perspective for them, um, especially in that final you know those final couple of seasons. So if Schumacher raises his game and beats Magnussen, I think Ferrari will look at that and say, well, this is really encouraging because Magnussen's no slouch. So that part of it is really exciting as well because let's face it, like Magnussen was just a terrible yardstick. You know, people were joking like he finished 21st in a 20-driver championship.
0: Mazepin. You keep saying Magnussen every time you want to say Mazepin.
1: <laughs> Do I, sorry, Mazapin. Wasn't a good <laughs> measuring stick. There's too many M's. <laughs> <laughs> One M's replacing the other because otherwise I'd be all over the place, you know? Lewis Hamilton and Maxima Mappen.
2: <laughs> dear, oh dear. Uh,
1: that was very bad.
0: This is why Brett is on screen.
2: I think that uh, Magnuson's going to have a better start to the year, but I think gradually over time, Mick's probably going to get on top, of it, on top of it. And I also think he's going to learn quite a lot from having an experienced driver in the other car, which will probably yeah, accelerate good. his development. And so eventually that will kind of move him ahead. If Kevin, I think he's got, he's in a good p- place, Mick, because there's not going to be an opening at Ferrari immediately. So he has got a little bit of time to kind of start showing that he's got what it takes to make it to that work seat. So he doesn't have to like run before he can walk. So I think if he can kind of just beat Kevin by the end of this year and then like accelerate away next year. I think that will be enough to to prove that he potentially deserves a seat uh, this year. So it's yet another driver pairing isn't it this year that will be quite interested to see how it plays out.
0: I love your racing lingo there with accelerate away next year. Look at look at the way he did that. This guy should be a writer. Um <laughs> yeah, I I I agree in that he's got time on his side. I think I find it hard to call. I I actually imagine that Magnussen will get the better of him over this season. But even then that's that's a big ask for Kevin having not been preparing for an F one season and um not really been you know he's gonna be jumping in the car so cold at the weekend well this week. So he's got a lot of catch should up be quite to do in that should sense. be
1: quite warm,
2: should be quite warm in Bahrain. <laughs> oh, here he is. I decided um, not to do that date. So it's just a lot that you I saw you make
1: <laughs> make a flinch and then you didn't go for it, and I was like, I'm not as good as that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it.
0: <laughs> but um I was gonna say that the fact that we're even having a debate reflects well on Schumacher actually like Magnussen is a very I've just said the word that our friend doesn't like people saying um Magnussen is a very solid driver we know he's consistent we know what he can produce and you know and we're all excited to see him come back so with that to then have a debate over whether Schumacher will beat him or not I think he's a good place for Schumacher to be uh which isn't a given in terms of we're having to do that based on what we've seen from him up to now, as Nate says, against Matsupin, who wasn't really a very good benchmark for him. Um, and we haven't been able to judge it in a competitive car either. So there's there's not actually been that much evidence yet, but there's just been enough to make you think, yeah, no, Mick, Mick has got something. And, you know, his improvement rate last year, his normal improvement rate in his second season, I think it's a really good pairing pass now, which I don't think anyone saw coming. <laughs> um from a while back you wouldn't have gone into the season being like oh it's gonna be so exciting to see the half pair and now it is which is quite cool so and, and mm. I do think they made as an aside I think they made the right call with cutting ties with Kali and Matsupin I think the the links were too close to Putin and to where the money has been generated from or how the money's generated that then goes into the team that uh, you know in this climate you can't be taking that and broadcasting it around the world as the marketing platform that Formula One is and having a driver who is funded by that, trying to get good results and show how good they are based on that backing they've had. So it is, in a sense, harsh on Nikita in that he didn't ask Freddie this to happen and and has now lost his uh, job as such. But that's still, as I said a week ago on my rant, that's uh, a far lesser of the two evils with what's going on in the world.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, Mazepin was in was in F1 because of the money and the money's not right so I've got I've got no issue with him going.
0: Barreto shakes his head. Ever the <laughs> diplomat. Um yeah so I think it's 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 nice now to look at what could be a, a new start for Haas in many ways. Cuz they get some heat sometimes in terms of you know not being American enough and, and because of where some of the money comes from and uh with the Andretti links it's oh, I'll just let Andretti buy them out and have a proper American team but even then, Andretti said they're going to base themselves in the UK because you need to do that, and they'd have partners, and like that's it, that's just the nature of the competition that you have to do those things. So, yeah, half the season
1: it's... of F1 is in Europe, so like you have to you have to base yourself here, you have to it's... be fairly European. I think feel like that's just part of the game,
0: and it's the personnel; it's where all the mm. expertise are. Yeah, it's so hard to tell enough skilled, experienced people who are all based in Europe to move across to the us to then like you say add all that travel and add a lifestyle that um is very cool at sometimes at the track but we've been talking about the expanding calendar if you were based in the us and trying to do every single race when you hit the european season you're better off just staying in europe for that whole time you're not going to get home in between races whereas if you are uk based or you're europe, central european based you do get home for a few days each time that sort of thing they're, they're weird little logistics that actually matter so uh, anyway, yeah, hopefully it means there's a bit of a fresh start for Haas with some some new partners or some um, fresh investment from existing partners as well. And they can kind of um, come out of this whole situation in actually a better place. That would, be, that would be a good thing.
1: We've talked a bit about likes on this episode. What I like and what we like is advertising because we're big sellouts. Uh, <laughs> and we like advertising stuff for people that like us. I've been thinking a lot recently about Imola. Which is a you know it's a circuit and another thing that i like which is mineral water right and in italian another thing i like um that is aqua minerale <laughs> <laughs> which is a corner at emola now when me and drove around emola a couple of years ago in that supercar we've told the story many times we stopped at a few places around the circuit aqua minerale was one of them and it's a pretty special place i think you'd agree med like you're there and you just think this is such a cool circuit such a cool place to to watch. I went there in 2004 with my dad, Jensen Button on pole. Rubens Barrichello won for Ferrari. Amazing, amazing weekend. Kind of rekindled my love for, for Formula One at a time when I hadn't really gone to, med- to any live events for a long, long time. And yeah, our friends at Omologato, who we've mentioned before, amazing watchmakers, motorsport-themed watchmakers, they have an Imola watch called, drumroll please, the Aqua Minerale, which is based on Imola. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful watch designs. Got the corner drawn through the middle. Imola written in the middle of it. Absolutely beautiful watch. If you're into watches and you're into motorsport, you have gotta check these guys out. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Omologato watches.
0: Uh, and Nate, the year you went was not when Alonso held off Schumacher.
1: It wasn't. That was the year. Before, that was the year after I went, uh, which obviously is yeah, one of the most know. famous events of kind of Imolas of that of that era. So I was out by a year, which I did not like. Um, but <laughs> I did see Ferrari win. <laughs> Thanks. Which is probably uh, bad. I did see Ferrari win in Italy, which is always pretty special. Yeah, that's even cool. if it wasn't Schumacher. Yeah. Um, because we, you know, we like Rubens. We like like Rubens.
0: We do. Like. We 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 endorse Rubens. I endorse this message. Um, yeah, Omologato <laughs> watches. So the the website is spelt O M O L O G A T O watches dot com so all one word omelagato watches dot com and i had to uh, explain that and spell it out for you because we got told off by barretto's father a couple of weeks ago <laughs> uh he basically <laughs> said you're all useless at broadcasting you can't do anything <laughs> right and uh you need you need to change so uh he sat us all down uh, he said i have lecture. a son <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he said i couldn't find it because you spoke so quickly and didn't actually spell it out for me and i couldn't find the website so which was there sick. you go dot com. he's
2: gonna uh, love you for that he's gonna absolutely love but
1: that is an out. ad but there is and there is a reason we, we we're talking about Imola as well because awesome news this week as well Imola five more years which I think is great I don't know where all these races are going on the calendar but I think it's I think it's awesome news
0: I imagine that watch is going to absolutely bang as well right now because of that. Like, So it, yeah. it barely came back on, did it? He already had a really cool Imla watch and it got itself a year and then another year of F1. And then, yeah, to, to stay on to 2025 is a big deal. Um, I, And I'm pretty impressed with how... It's one of the things Liberty have said that they were going to do when they came in was we want to protect and even add like historic races and venues, mm. but also add new places. And it's because of the value of... The history that you can't buy that adds to the value for new circuits that are trying to come on and and they've done that they haven't just taken the money from like brand new markets so for Imola to get a, a longer term deal I think it's a really really cool bit of news and I haven't been back there for a race yet but I get to go this year and I am excited about that
1: same I'll, I'll, I'll be there this year and I'm really like, genuinely buzzing for that because I think Imola I haven't been there since we drove it Meadows uh, well you drove it you let me drive I think Tamburello, maybe, or, or like at the next corner down for maybe fourteen meters, which was fair. Given <laughs> wow, very
2: generous. But to be yeah. fair, I mean,
1: we're driving a car that if if I'd crashed, Meadows would have probably had to spend three billion pounds, um, you know, on. So, hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I, I I love it and hosted a great race last year as well, which I always think helps when a when a circuit hosts a great race, they come back to the negotiating table and you know people are like, oh yeah, you know, good memories of this place. So um, yeah, bring it on, five more years of Imola.
0: And this year will be the first time it's full since it's come back onto the calendar. So, yes. we've, had, so we've, we've had it twice, haven't we? We've had 2020 yep. and 2021 as the mm-hmm. Emilia-Romagna Grand, Grand Premier.
1: Emilia-Romagna.
0: Thank you, Nate, for
1: no, you're welcome. correcting me. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, and they haven't had big crowds there because of the pandemic. But we'll get that, should get full house this year, which will be
2: awesome. Yes, yeah, so I went the last couple of years to both of them and it was pretty cool without the fans. It's going to be pretty special when they're back. There's quite a few places along that track where you can watch from balconies. That there's a few houses on corners that you could see. So some fans got to see it or there's some parts of you getting into the park. You can see through the catch fencing and stuff. So it'll be cool when it is a full house and it is a pretty mega track. One of my favourite ones to run, actually. I really enjoy it. Mm, yeah, I'm looking great. forward to doing that. It's quite hilly there's that isn't house, it? isn't it? Very hilly, yeah. Puts you under yeah, pressure. That, that'll
1: be tough in the middle sector, especially, I imagine. There's that house, isn't there, up at the, oh, I can't even remember the name of the, I just had the map up, I was just looking at it, but the 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 chicane in the middle sector, there's that house, like, smack bang in the middle of that bit of the, of the track. Not in the middle of the track, but, like, right in the shot all the time. I always think that's pretty pretty awesome. It's one of those circuits that, it's a bit like Spa, it looks like it's just kind of been dropped into the middle of, like, life, where mm-hmm. some circuits look pur- like are purpose-built. I know that, you know, I know all circuits are kind of purpose built if they're not street circuits, but Imola doesn't feel like that sometimes. You feel like someone's just kind of been like, yeah, we'll just drop this here. And it just works. Traffic is an absolute nightmare when I went, but I'm sure they've, I'm sure they can sort that out. It is, it has like one road in and out of Imola. So
0: I was about to say, I'm not sure they can sort it out, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) Variante Alta (laughs) is the one
1: you mean, isn't it? That's it, uh, Variante Alta. I I was about to say that and I didn't want to, I didn't want to butcher any more of the names after, after kind of, just talking about mineral water for the river. <laughs> <advert, so. laughs> but what what does that mean, Nate in Italian? Uh, what well, aqua minerale? Mineral no. waters. Variante oh. alta. Variante alta? Um uh variante alta. That's a very good question. A great question. And I, I, I don't I know can,
0: off the top of my head. I think I can work it out. Very rem- be go on. That's Chicane. Variante is Chicane. Yeah. Um yeah. or you know, I that's what it describes anyway. But Alta I think is like the upper um huh. because there's also which doesn't exist anymore but variante bassa which was the final chicane in the days that you went for the race um nice. which is the like lower the base one so that's what i be- I've, i'm deducing that from the track map but i'm yeah, alta, pretty certain alter is high alter yeah, is yeah, high so the high, the chicane. high chicane and the low chicane basically
2: this is like I'm nice. listening to like Rosetta Stone or one of those like language <laughs> courses. I'm enjoying. I'd it. listen to us. I'd listen it. to us. Yeah, talk language. You've got very soothing voices for one of those CDs. Yeah.
1: We should Ooh. put out a like a, a a sleep special, shouldn't we, for Pad <laughs> Hawk? Because most you know, of our episodes, yeah. <laughs> mate. To be honest. Yeah, sleep special. Sleeping with the Pad Hawk. Wait, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. You wish.
2: <laughs> All of our
1: listeners—that'd be—that'd be, be a busy, old room. Anyway, uh, <laughs> who's going to be winning it, Imola? We might. <laughs> we might find out this
2: week. I see what you're like, trying to do. Yeah,
1: usually it's Lawrence that shunts at this point. I know. I haven't had one. save the shunt. pod. <laughs> save the pod, please.
2: Um, are Ferrari going to win the second pre-season running championship?
1: Obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's testing. That's what they do, right? That's their mm. thing. That's their thing.
2: But they are, aren't they one of the few teams who are probably going to bring the same car that they had in Barcelona just with a few tweaks or two? Because it was so
1: good. Yeah, um, maybe. But also, like Mercedes Say and like you it like you mean it, mate. Mercedes and Red Bull, like, it would be a bit gutting if they turned up and it was like they were clearly the the better team going to the season. Not that that's not a good thing in the sense that we still get to see Max and Lewis, but it's like, you know, we all kind of had that moment of like, oh, maybe Ferrari, maybe McLaren are in the mix, and then it'd be like, oh, they're still like third and fourth. They might be closer, but I wanted them like, I wanted them all qualifying with them like a millisecond of each other, eight cars, all split by like a hair, and that's it for the season, wow. that's, whole mean, that's season. Close. Yeah, it is close, very close. No, <laughs> no one, no one agrees. <laughs> No, um, I, yeah. you guys are both going what are you both looking forward to the most before we sign off
0: playing some golf, a bit of karting Kings of Leon concert on the Friday night that sounds wow. cool. so gutted, you can see right. how
2: hard meddling works dear um, um, to,
0: to be fair so genuinely I I found I think it was when I was booking my flights which were late and I think Golf Air were advertising the fact that there was this Kings of Leon concert going on on the Friday night and I was like oh that's a Friday night at the race weekend that's interesting, turns out it's at <laughs> the circuit in this like, amphitheatre at the circuit so I was like, that'd be cool to watch, but doors opened at six. So I didn't know what time Kings of Leon would be on, but testing ends at seven. So I was like, I can't I can't get tickets to that. I'll be working too hard. I don't finish that quickly after the end of running. Uh, I know people think that basically the cars stop and we all just go to the pub, but actually, especially writing wise, that's normally when we start working It's kind of when the work begins, yeah. Yeah, uh, especially in a race weekend. Like it's amazing. We, we work for like five, six hours after the end of the last session quite often. Uh, but for this one, actually potentially doable they might be on stage at about 8 15 so if i can get everything organized and finish things off in about an hour even if it takes a bit longer i should get there for most of the gig uh and some yeah some tickets are coming around so that'll be fun but to well there you us- go kids <laughs> of leon's fans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know medes's travel plans now um, the gig. but no i was gonna say like for, for a serious answer i think i'm really looking forward to seeing true performance from some teams because even williams have been happy to come out like previewing the event being like, yeah, we're going to turn it up now. We're going to see what we've got. Uh, and I think for a lot of teams, there's enough good, strong running in Barcelona mileage wise that they can now push. They're not trying to fix problems. Whereas if you look at maybe, you know, a Haas or an Alfa Romeo or an Alpine, they've got work to do just to get their car running consistently, or it looks like that. So we might not see their full potential in terms of performance this week, but hopefully we'll see a little bit more from them because we saw hardly anything uh, in Barcelona. But yeah, I think for uh, good seven teams that we should see really start to push it a bit. And as Barreto, I think, has hinted at already how different the Merc and Red Bull look will be really cool. It's always fun when you're at testing. You can go and get close and, and kind of really analyze the changes to the cars and the new parts that are coming in and things. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, I think that's the first morning will be quite cool just to see the Red Bull and the Mercedes for the first time. And and even then, that might not be the final iteration because often Red Bull, I think, in a few years have waited till like the final afternoon before they bolted all of their new bits on so it might be that we won't know until the end of testing but i think it'll be good to see some performance runs quite early on because i think they'll be quite keen to do low fuel stuff as early as possible especially learning the tires because the smoothie wins if you can get that kind of stuff sorted um early in the season so um i am very much looking forward to that
0: and you will stay out nice. there aren't you bretto in between yes yeah,
2: so i'm staying out between the race and uh, between the testing and the race um just because it just makes sense, cuts one long-haul flight or two long-haul flights out, uh, and I can work from anywhere Saving in the world. Planet. So I Yeah, just one step at a time. time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Jinx. Yeah. Um, but before we end this episode, um, Nate, I think you've been collating some things, haven't you? I have. I was about to say, uh, from hashtag I we not want to finish. We can't so leave for without context it. For
1: anyone, anyone who didn't leave last week, has left. Uh, for a s- segment of time, quite a Talk significant unknown, unnamed F1 driver. um I'll leave it up to Medas if he wants to reveal who. Um, it was Pietro. Yeah, it was Pietro. He wanted to know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Pietro. And it, and man. Like, we were... uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel for him. I put, you top, I, I, I put you top of my list if it makes you feel any better. Probably doesn't.
0: That's probably what cost him.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. So apologies. um I should put you third because that s- sticks to the wall, doesn't it? Anyway. I said during it, I was like, what a great podcast me and Lawrence have together, just talking, chewing the fat, putting the world to rights. So I said to people, let's boot Medland from the podcast, and please send us your best podcast names for just the two of us with hashtag boot Medland. We have some good ones. So if, 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 if you will allow me. Obviously, I read Ida Lazada's earlier, which were Gasly Babes or Gasly Hoes. of Hoes. A lot of fans like Hoes, don't they, of our, of our listeners? Um, Katharina. At Kathahade said 51% of truth and flashy shoes. I
2: ah,
1: like, like that. Which is good. I like, I like that it. one. Or the Rogue Hawk, which is a, another ah, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom Horrocks said, How about renaming to the Nomads? Nomads. That's <laughs> <like>. good. Yeah. <laughs> Nomads good. is actually pretty damn decent. I like that one. Um,
0: that's, a, that's a good play on words. I don't get why Beretta's laughing at that. He doesn't like a play on words we found earlier in
1: this episode. <laughs> this one was good from Duncan Idaho 11 was banned from SeaWorld, the porpoising appreciation podcast. So anyone who's been following testing so far will know what that means. Anyone who hasn't will be thoroughly confused. And I, I'm not going to explain porpoising to you because I'm not fully convinced anyone knows what it means other than porpoises. And they can't talk. <laughs> uh, is it snowing? At snowing underscore is, which seems to be a contradiction to their name. Uh, no Reserve Needed, which I like as well. Good F1 theme. Mm. Um, and Ash Jano actually asked, no clues to who called Medland mid-episode, so Ash Jano now now knows who you spoke to, Medland. So we've we've got a very happy group of campers. <laughs> oh, there was one, uh, Martin Gill, actually. I know he emailed you as well, Maddis, but he tweeted some in. Um, so Martin Gill is the guy who did the uh, 60 Second Review music. He tweeted us Hashtag bootmedland with five five suggestions. I mean, that's and he emailed us as well. So, this is now the Martin Gill special <laughs> segment bonus Easter egg. Gill, <laughs> Gillinator. Um, number one, so long and thanks for all the podcasting equipment. Like it. <laughs> Two, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the World Drivers Championship. Three, F1 Nation, but Nate spelt N A T E. Ah, uh, like that. Four, <laughs> Colonel Saunders. Which is good, but kind of ignores Lawrence, unless Lawrence is Colonel. I don't know. This one (laughs) was my favorite one. Five. Bear in mind, this is for a podcast with me, Nate Saunders, and F1's Lawrence Barato. The bold and the beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. So so that one from Martin Gill, for me, was they were all great. So I, I appreciate everyone. Getting involved in that silly game. I mean, and please do keep tweeting at hashtag Boot Medland because you know eventually maybe we will boot Medland, and we'll have loads of names for when we do.
0: Well, two things. <laughs> One, am I still allowed on at the moment? You haven't made this. You're allowed
1: up. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is still the pad hoc.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. You
2: know, we like. But we when do we start, like but when we start the nice Bold options. and the Beautiful
1: as like a side episode, you know, side project, we'll just see see which one's more popular.
0: Well. Get up with that uh and the other point i was going to make was that martin also emailed uh because he sent through a, a story time jingle which we haven't had need for in this episode but there will be need for it oh, at some but, stage but trust us listeners uh-huh. we will for medicine yeah. story time uh <laughs> that's talk about that's the sleep episode isn't it uh but at the bottom <laughs> of the, this email thread he said please give my best to the guys and congrats to lawrence on becoming rich
1: hashtag bootnate. absolute 180 from martin after his great tweet <laughs> To send that email. And all What's, the praise it? you
2: just gave him, Nate, and he's wanting feel, to beat you out.
1: I I feel like he's playing both ends against the middle here, Medders. He's saying, boot <laughs> Medlin to one of us. He's saying, boot Nate to you. He probably messaged Lawrence like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> boot, <laughs> both, yeah, <Nate>. yeah. <laughs> boot everyone. He's just going to do Lawrence's uh, own jingle and, and own show. And Lawrence I don't is too think nice to, to throw Martin in the mud. No one wants a Lawrence monologue, though, so I don't think that's going to well, work either. Ooh. I mean, Martin might. He might <laughs> yeah, he'll probably email thing. you tomorrow.
0: There's a segment. Hashtag. I like the idea of that. The Lawrence monologue. Oh,
1: that'd be. I mean, Especially that'd be, on really, never...
0: really politically charged matters where his bosses will be delighted that he is uh, spouting an official Stefano's opinion. He's bungled in his first months in
1: charge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what, a, oh, what a note to end on. Right.
2: I'll tell you what. Let's let's uh let's call this quits before it it escalates and i get fired uh (laughs) thanks very much chaps. it's been a pleasure as always and thanks to everyone who is listening you can read nate's work on espn.com medic's work on racer.com and my work on f1.com please remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on our social channels you can follow us at the pad hoc on twitter we'll do this again very very soon
1: bye I like Sports Social Podcast Network.